0: Welcome to the Escavelio Show. I'm your host, Ryan Michael Escavel, and I'd like to welcome everybody to the show. This is episode number one. I can't believe it. It's already May first. Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome everybody that's listening to this, any other podcast that you know that's out there. Uh, thank you for your time, and let's begin. This is the Escavelio Show. What is Escavelio? First, let's get some stuff out of the way. The show, first four episodes, May 1st. Thank you. Getting all four episodes. And away we go. I'm telling you. I'm pretending that we've known each other for a while. We've known about each other for a while, but we just never. We, now this is the time we get to, to connect now, connect to the podcast. I wanted to have some guests on but due to some scheduling conflicts don't worry they're gonna they'll be here. My main intent for this show is to let you know a little something about myself or a lot about myself and then, and then eventually we will create this community where it'll be together. Now. To let you know I did my homework got my handy-dandy trusty notebook and I did write some stuff down see here the paper is going let's see where was my book now first episode episode number one I'm gonna tell you who I am what's my story and what's my vision for the podcasts and as the weeks go by I'll get better of course doing the podcast Link. Let's get started. I started with good morning. Let's start with what I'm grateful for. All the things I'm grateful for in my life is, you know, my journey so far to this point. That we're getting to meet each other. We're up to about up to about 40 subscribers. Thank you very much. That is a as a, just more than I could think of. I was just, I'd be glad with one subscriber, but now that I got 40, I got up my game a little bit. Who am I? It's a question we ask all the time. Who am I? And uh, we don't answer that question until one, we're challenged, two, we're tested, three, we're repeatedly tested, and on and on and on. So who am I keeps constantly changing. But I'll, I'll tell you a little story about myself. My story starts in Southern California where we wound up being a military family, and we wound up in Southern California. Of all the places to wind up in beautiful Southern California, it's, it, it, it was practically the best I could think of. Growing up, we'd move every three, four years to a military family. I went to high school in Southern California, where, you know, it's typical stuff, graduated, and then I joined the Army Now that was an experience all in itself. I really, to be honest with you, I really didn't think about serving my country and being a part of a larger community. I just had nothing better to do. And I knew my parents couldn't afford college. So I joined the army to be all that I can be. And hopefully I'm not being too loud. If I am, just turn it down a little bit. And what, what job could suit me What job did I always want to be? Well, I'll tell you what I I chose military police. Now, a lot of people don't think that military police, you know, they, they watch movies and they see people arresting people and putting cuffs on somebody and doing police work, you know? And for a very small percentage of military police, that is true. Now, fast forward, go through basic training, and. AIT, which is their their school. I become an MP. Well, I become a corrections officer, MP So, I get stationed in Fort Leavenworth, um, like the one you see in the movie, The Last Castle. But this is like old, old, old. I joined back in '97, so my my journey starts in 1997, where I got into some trouble, but I didn't get into enough uh, into it. Uh, this, the level of trouble that would get get me kicked out. Now, I did roll with the, the wrong crew. You know, I remember I think it was my mom saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that was so true. I met so many good people in the military. It was an honor just to serve and it was a pleasure. Now, where I make a mistake is thinking well it wasn't it wasn't a mistake in the sense that I think it was supposed to happen or meant to be I became slightly overweight I kinda got broad shoulders and one thing led to another and then I was out of the army Or well, you could say I was kicked out of the army I don't it doesn't bother me this much at this point in my life what does bother me is sometimes I think back on if I had finished my four years cuz I honestly I only did 20 months if you do the math that's a year and 8 months so I was already behind the the career career path what p- most people are on and I remember my I was just uh embarrassed and I was just disappointed and I remember saying to my mom you know something or you know, do you still love me and things like that? Of course, yes, of course. Uh, you know, I you know, I didn't want to disappoint my family, and I and I felt like a huge disappointment. And this was 1999, so the first time I, I tried to pick myself up, I go you know I go to college like everybody else does, use my GI Bill, and bear with me. I'm I'm getting to uh getting to the good parts of this story. Where things change forever. Well, you could argue that things change forever when you meet people, and but this is my first experience, actually, being a part of a team. And with this podcast, and I'm going to tie back into the podcast, the team is you and I. That's where it starts. And if you know where I'm coming from, and I know where you're coming from. And eventually after you know episode number four it's going to become a back and forth and after the guests and things like that where I, I started doubting myself and even in college you know I was, a, I was a pretty smart college student I didn't have the foresight that most some people have I I didn't know where my life was going I would I worked at the mall I'd worked at the, the Comfort Inn and I'd had all kinds of odd jobs and I was like my life was going nowhere fast so fast forward 9-11 September 11 2001 I think it changed everybody's life good bad whatever it is it changed everybody's life now my story changes dramatically on that day and it changes for so much for the better I learned to appreciate people. I learned to love people. I learned to value them. You know, I see them you know when you're young, you just see the other people what they can do for you and then back and forth. And it becomes not who I am, but who I am is better than you. And and back and forth. So it's like kind of like a one-up people. You know, I dated one girl. You dated two girls. I dated three girls he dated four girls and a guy you know it just it never ends it really doesn't so and before 9-11 I I had joined the Army National Guard and that was an experience all in itself for everybody who doesn't know there's a full-time military and there's a part-time military and the National Guard's part-time most people say one weekend a month two weeks in the summertime well after 11 9 two weeks in the summertime and one week one week in a month is pretty much all you saw of your of your family and I was a young kid I didn't have any family I was just doing whatever young young people do have fun drink Pepsi and then fast forward to 2003 so I we had to I had to really sit on my emotions for a whole about a year and a half about. anger and the frustration about about what's going on 9-11 and what I didn't see was life all around me changing and I'll say that again I couldn't see life around me changing and I didn't know what the future would hold for me I really didn't know that there was gonna be a future I knew that I was in the National Guard I'd go off to war because I had known what the military is all about. What is being a veteran is all about. And getting back into the military, what was that that all about? And it really, I didn't have the maturity it took to go to war. I didn't have the maturity to understand what my role was in war. And don't worry, I'm I'm not gonna get too far into the weeds with uh, with this story. But the backstory, is so important to where we are today because I like so many other veterans you know what happened was that life was so contingent upon this and upon that and then you get lost in your mental health you get lost with time you get lost with people you just get lost and now the intent of, of the doing things right now is, is to become unlost, be found, if you will. So I go off to war in 2003, initial invasion of, of uh, the Iraq War. I'm thrown into a group of people that I had no idea. I mean, I had some vague idea who they were. But they were a bunch of strangers to me, every last one of them. I mean, we were friends, and we were friendly to each other. But once you get start to live with somebody, it's kind of like a marriage, and or living with the family, you start n- learning things about each other, and you realize that, yes, I'm going to get along with this person. No, I'm not going to get along with this person, or this person's going to rub me the wrong way. This person's going to look at me the wrong way. This person's going to look, is, just look at me like I'm like like I'm crazy or something. And the message becomes clearer. The more t- time you spend with some people, and I've made lifelong friends. I I really have. Now, where things get a little, a little. I don't want to say sidetracked because that's not the right word. A left turn. There you go. Left and right turn. No one, no one really cares. I mean, nobody really. I, Nobody really sees a a left turn and a right turn as good or bad. They just see this as a left turn right turn. So, what happens was, you know, the war started coming to me. And at great speeds, things started happening. And then after after the death of a, a really close and personal friend and roommate, you know, everything got so real. where that the war itself became real and not that it wasn't real but it it gets to a point where things are real to a point until you're really seriously hurt someone else is seriously hurt or even killed now all that happened to me in about the man all that happened to me in the span of about two months I'd say it's about two months so it really happened boom 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 really fast and then it, it it hit me, but it didn't really hit me until the plane landed and we got home. And I share this story not to, not not to tell people that you know war has these effects, or not to say that war doesn't affect people, because it does. If you're not affected by war, then there's just you know you're affected. Now, not to the point where you have mental health issues or you have survivor's guilt or TBI or PTSD. And this this is not what this podcast is all about. But this podcast is about, is the people that you bring into your life. The people you trust. And it's your spouse, it's your kids, it's your parents if you don't have a spouse. That support system will take you so far and when you lose that support system, it doesn't matter if you're a veteran, spouse, whoever you are, you lose the support system, you know, it's like that linchpin in the train. The train's gonna just fall apart. And it comes back to, you know, who I am. Well, who am I? You know, for the last 15 years, or 14 years, sorry. I can't do math, 2004, 2000, yeah, 14 years. I I really struggled with the question of who I am, and what my my role in life is. You know, am I just to be a witness to somebody else's greatness? Am I just to be a cheerleader? Am I just to be an ATM? Am I just to give money to charities? All these questions are so important, and they're and you have to do all those things before you can see your true value. And then you start learning and I'll tell you exactly what happened to me my health declined my mental health declined in so rapidly that my my life fell apart my home life fell apart you know I had just gotten married I had had two children and the worst thing could happen is I got fired from my job now I know I'm bouncing all the pla- around the place, and sometimes you feel like you bounce around the place, and you got to put things in context, where it comes back to: Am I? Who am I? Am I? Am I? My job? Am I just a provider, or is it just? You know, so many questions go through the, our minds, and then we look to the left and we look to the right and you see that support channel that support team you really don't understand what a team means until you don't have it no more and it's so hard to account on people when you're so you're doing everything right yourself in your mind where it doesn't go right because it's all in your mind and it's not because you're not connecting the dots and it's not because you're not lucky or people don't care about you the thing is you're not in touch with yourself for whatever reason you know be it age mental health you know maturity that's a big one you're not in touch with yourself you're not in touch what what you want and it's so hard that when you suffer from mental health And many Americans do, not just veterans. And I'm, I'm getting to the point of this whole uh, story, where the point is that, you know, we're all the same. If we don't know each other, we can't know. If we don't know ourselves, how are we supposed to know each other? And if we can't know each other, how are we supposed to appreciate each other, add value to each other's life? When it comes down to it, I guess you got to want something from somebody. And then most people, they don't want to be alone. That fear of being alone is just crippling. It's fear. I have fears, like I mentioned in episode zero. This is episode one. This is officially episode one. Thank you for listening. Don't worry, we're not done yet. I still got some more stuff. Where we we fear about being alone is that it's lonely and it's scary I don't want to be alone but is that fear of being alone making people stay in your life where I don't know it's it's really catch 22 because you don't want to be a, you don't want to have a bad life you don't want to have a stressful marriage you don't want to have a stressful you know you can't get rid of your kids I mean that's that's a, that's a no-brainer but you know like the commercial says don't like your hair get some new one don't like your don't like your friends, get new friends. Don't like your nose, get a new nose. I mean, you just, in this day and age, you can get anything and almost anything you want as long as it's legal, ethical, and moral. Now, I've been through my story. Just, a, just a, a brief, so we can talk about all kinds of stuff. Where it, it's a partnership. And in a partnership, I gotta pull my weight, you gotta pull your weight, and then that's how we're gonna make this work. What exactly are we doing here at the Escavelio Show? My vision, and I'll, I'll explain this really fast because I'm running out of time. My vision for this is to build a community where we can help each other. And when we help each other is by listening to each other, promoting each other, and a cheerleader for each other and i want to be there i want to tell you yes th- let's do that i want to tell you yes go to college i want to tell you yes start a business i want to tell you yes get a promotion yes um fix up your resume yes there's going to be so many people in, the, in your life that tell you no or discount your ideas or tell you that's silly don't listen to them Now, I didn't say get rid of them out of your life. I'm just saying don't listen to them. There are many people in your life that love you and care about your success, but just don't understand what you're doing and how you're doing it. Along the lines of my vision, of course, is to sell stuff, make my business profitable. And the only way I'm going to do that is to grow this community by back and forth, forth and back, promoting you, promoting the The mission, the mission. what is the mission here at the Escavillio Show? Well, one is entertainment, of course. Two is to get you moving, get me moving. Wait, Henry Ford says, said it, if you think you're right or if you think you're wrong, in either way, you're right. So in your mind you're doing you're doing everything that you can do and then some but the thing is that if you keep doing the same things and getting the same results good bad or whatever it is the same things are going to happen the same cycles and what i've learned over the last i don't know six seven months that it's a small change in our line of thinking not big changes not you know these monumental tasks it's listening to an audiobook oh speaking of audiobook I'm a, got my affiliate codes up there on the website. Let me mention the website, ryanmichaelesquivel.com. I named it after Yours Truly. See, I'm getting a little better at this mic stuff. Go to the website. I, you know, if I have one call to action is to love yourself. And then after you get done loving yourself, go to the website. And thank you. You know, it just it means so much to me that you took the time out listen to the first episode of the podcast about who I am, my story, my vision for the Escavelio show. In the next episode, we're gonna talk about more about how I came up with the, well, I really didn't come up with it, where the, the term Escavelio came from in episode two. Now, these first four episodes, you're really getting to learn me and who I am and I'm getting more practice on the mic microphone and practice makes perfect perfect practice makes an awesome podcast it really does the more we do things the more we add value to other people's life it's not going to be perfect and if and if I can leave you with one thing just one thing just get started you have permission I'm giving you permission as long as it's legal ethical moral to follow your dreams I'm already a little bit ahead of you Cause I'm, I'm already starting something I've been thinking about doing a podcast and then of course if you have any questions shoot me an email I'm on Facebook I'm on Twitter there's many ways to get a hold of me thank you for listening episode two is going to be a few minutes